What's up, everyone, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Envision Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Brad's Gaming, and as always, I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend who pays $1 for Game Pass, Bonish Joe. Hey, thank you for the introduction, Bradley. <laughs> and the seductive Triple Bravo. Hello, folks. Uh, we are just three guys who are passionate about video games with different interests, so hopefully we can cover all the avenues for you. And today's main topic, we are going to be discussing all things Nintendo. But first, how are you guys uh, 4th of July? Okay. Well, my 4th of July was pretty good. And the natural things of the great Pittsburgher, uh, I made pierogies all day with my family. There we go. Uh, Got pretty tore up. Watched some fireworks outside of my home. And then played a game of League with Bravo and made him regret his decisions in life. (laughs) Yes, Joe was, hmm, he was, he was all, he was not there. We'll just say that. My 4th of July was all right. I don't partake in the explosives anymore, so I still have all my fingies. Um been working on the bus yeah that's pretty much all i've done i actually took an extra day off work uh in addition to the holiday that we got and just busted out 30 hours of of work on the bus so it's it's going pretty good it's coming along nice nice yeah what about you brad uh so i had a pretty busy weekend the the extended weekend which was really nice um i actually took a half day on friday also went to a stag party for one of my buddies I play basketball with. It was all right. Nothing too too crazy. And then I actually sold my Audi TT, which was nice. Uh, I ended up getting rid of that. And I think everybody was wanting a convertible for the 4th of July because I went from I had no offers on it to I had like eight people that wanted to grab it. So... um. The other thing, too, is I you know, just had a basic 4th of July party of the family. It's pretty nice. And the usual house hunting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, folks, he, he, he's going to be Week months. Week six. Months. <laughs> we, I, 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 realistically, I said that, but realistically... <laughs> We're about 90% way through with purchasing this one house as long as everything gets uh, finalized and everything goes smoothly with the inspection. We essentially are owning this house. So yeah. nice. Yeah. No, the, the housing market is a, is a nightmare right now. So congratulations to you for even making it that far. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it, it was it's definitely crazy. Um, and then having any any bit of a restriction makes it that much harder. So the fact that we were able to find anything, I think, is just a win in general. Yeah. So, speaking of wins, so, I am ready. I'm ready to box. You're ready. You're ready but, for the uh, guess that priest game. I am. The rules are best two out of three. These games are complete in box and guessing to the nearest dollar. So, boys, I hope you're ready. Have a little piece of paper to write down. Bravo's definitely not ready. I see him. He's scrambling all over the place. <laughs> he's checking around. He's looking. He checked underneath his dog. I don't even know if he has a dog, but he checked underneath the dog. <laughs> I forgot we were he... writing stuff down now. We're good. Are you, are you Champions, ship... stay prepared. Are you shipping this one out too? Champions, stay prepared. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Right. 
All right, so I, I want to let you know, Joe. Uh, I gave Bravo a little bit of a an advantage this what week. What the hell, Not really. Brad? We talked okay, about what that? type of advantage I'm, are we talking about? We, we talked so about I... that in confidence. Nothing. Are we giving him two guesses? <laughs> no. All I all I literally did was I go, all right, uh, pick a theme of what you wanted around. You know, it could have been genre, could have been maybe a series, whatever. And he okay. just went with 3D platformers. Well, now he okay. knows. There's literally no advantage. There is no advantage because honestly, there's no advantage to even knowing that. <laughs> it's true. So I'm going to I'm gonna do something a little spicy for the first game. Okay. Uh, I'm going to the PlayStation 5 game. Okay. Okay. 60 Balan, <laughs> Balan Wonderworld for the PlayStation 5. Do either of you know what this game is? Balan nope. Wonderworld. Of course Balan I know what Wonderworld. it is. It's, uh, it's about this guy named Balan, and uh, he explores this world. And it's wonderful. It's a platformer. 3D. Uh, <laughs> yep, 3D. There you go. Wow, nailed it. I mean, we should rate this. Six out of ten and if more, I was to rate it, the gameplay. More the chickens in it, too. <laughs> 20 out of ten. Yep. All right, so... Uh, being serious so this is a game actually i think it was a one of the main guys that made sonic the hedgehog it's like the head dude from sonic the hedgehog he was creating this game and they initially wanted it to be a mobile game so they wanted it very like kids friendly too and ended up porting it to consoles and they made it super basic so only has one button and the button does an action so it could be jump it could be whatever Whatever it is, fly something stupid. Is there and, more than one copy available on eBay? Oh yeah, there's tons. You can buy okay. it on Amazon right now too. So, um, I this game was is like considered one of the worst games that's come out in recent times. I don't know, like it's a I don't know, I don't know why it doesn't look like it's that bad. But anyways, there it is. So PlayStation Five game. It's a 3D platformer. Didn't review well at all. It was kind of like the meme of the week when it, at the time. Bravo, you're hold, you're not even holding it up straight. I'm waiting. Oh, 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 you're waiting. All right, all right. Let's see, boys. Okay. Both of you guessed the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> we both guessed fifteen buckaroos. <laughs> all right. So since you guys did that, we we go to the second part, which is what Bravo and I talked about. You both guessed too low. Okay. So you get your second guess on this game. <laughs> you both rate the same game. Same number again. I'm, we're done. <laughs> 16 and 25. <laughs> All right, just, Bravo wrote 16. I just added and, a little to my file. Yeah. And uh, Joe at 25, obviously Joe won. Um, I feel like that's an easy Hey, hey, guessing. we don't have to bring in the obviouslys with the extra adjectives, okay? We we can just yeah. say Joe won this time, okay? So it was uh, $27. Like usual. <sighs> yeah, pretty. Not, pretty I feel like that's not game. too surprising. PS5 game. At... Yeah, I, I was like, if it's that bad, maybe it dropped to 15. And then I was like, no, that's probably just close to 30. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. So, all right. Uh, I feel like that was kind of easy one here. Um, next, we're gonna go to a classic. These next two games are actually classics. So, 
I could help you out a little bit. PlayStation 1 game, 3D platformer, Spyro the Dragon, the original. So what I did was I... Go ahead. You know what's really funny? I was watching the GDQ speedrun of this last night. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Hmm. Is that an advantage? I don't know. No. But um, I will tell you when I did this, uh, I averaged it out. I didn't see a single black label copy. It was only greatest hits. I don't know if that's going to affect it at all. But I took the first five I saw recently and I averaged those out. So take that as you will. Boys are writing. And we've got 45 doll hairs from Bravo and 35 from Joe. Thank you. I win. So... Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and the unanimous winner, as always, is Joe, as he was $12 off. It's only $23. I knew it wasn't expensive. That makes sense. It's kind of surprising. Because the guy was literally talking about how it's like a super easily accessed game that you could still get your hands on for a reasonable price. He didn't say the price. Yeah. This, this, game, is, this game is rigged. It's definitely rigged. We might have to come up with a new game. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Going to bed last night, I was watching the speed run of it. Took him like 43 minutes. Not bad. You guys are All working right, so together against me. We'll do our final game now. Um, Going to do an N64 classic platformer. Joe's getting all real excited right now. It's going to be Banjo-Kazooie. Oh! Complete in box. <laughs> Wait, didn't Joe already buy one of these recently? No. no. It's on my list, but I haven't even looked into it yet. So you get to look forward to this price tag. Is it going to be high? Is it going to be low? (laughs) Is it reasonable? Who knows? (laughs) Can we? Can we get? Rob is not even writing it down. Can we get a hint? I I, I'm going to keep mine written. You can give him a hint. Okay, I'm ready. All right. right. I. But you didn't write anything. Forty-five. You did the same guess. Yeah. You both wrote the same thing. (laughs) Forty-five. All right. It's higher than both of yours. I was going to tell Bravo to pick a penny higher or a penny lower. Can't do that. Mm. And that it's would higher than both years. Brad, with this the, is complete with, in box? With yeah. The, yeah, complete in box. With the inflection in your voice, tell me exactly, like, is it like higher or like higher? <laughs> I'm written. You can tell them how you want. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That inflection equals uh, a lot higher or not? 62. Bravo, I, you suck at this game. <laughs> We're done with this segment. It was $141. Oh Joe, guess the, I think Joe, I what, 85, you said? 85. <laughs> yeah, $85. Yeah, $141. So it, it's, I will tell you right now, anything that has cardboard as a box is going to be way more expensive because they don't stay. They get damaged yeah. a lot easier and they throw them out. So, uh, before yeah. we move on, though, uh, we didn't talk about the games we played during the week. I know we didn't play much, but uh, even some we added to the collection. Brad, wink, wink. Since someone didn't play much, what did you add uh, here this week? Uh, I, I add. I put me on the spot. I can't even remember what I purchased. What I've wasted money on. Um, uh, I did buy Splatterhouse on the PlayStation Three to add on to my uh, horror collection. And, oh, I did, which I don't have yet. I just purchased it at about 3 o'clock 
this afternoon. And it is Resident Evil Deadly Silence, the Nintendo DS port of the original game. So that is one of the last Resident Evil games I actually needed. I decided to pull the trick around that because I'm like, why not? I, I really want to focus on just the horror stuff now. I I got a little sidetracked. Mort the Chicken got a part of my soul a little bit there. He, he's he got a place in my heart. I did find, by the way, somebody posted one on eBay. Maybe I shouldn't say this because somebody's going to snipe me now. But uh, I found one and I'm hoping I can get it for like six dollars. <laughs> Oh, wow. But um, that's about it I could think of off the top of my head. There's a couple other things I'm I'm sure, but nothing that I can. Bravo, how about you? Uh, League of Legends. I played quite a bit with you, Joe. That was that's been fun getting back into that. League is pretty much only playable with friends. Um, other than that, just the same old, same old. I'm still playing Deep Rock from last week with a couple of friends. That game is just so good. It's just, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, ripping and tearing, but you got these little mini missions or whatever. It's pretty nice. I will say this on going back to the guess that price game. I lose often, but I do enjoy it because I learned just these ridiculous prices for games. I, I feel like that's the the fun aspect of it right is that that some some of the stuff i enjoy is when i go just i go online i randomly see a a game and i'm like holy crap this barbie game is worth five thousand dollars sealed yeah (laughs) right those those are just just good stories yeah yeah it's absurd you know so i i've really enjoyed doing that myself um and i will say this for the audience I really am thinking like, oh, this is an extreme pr- price for this game. Like, I, you know, when Brad says hi, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go real high. <laughs> and then it's three times that. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, so I, I I, just wish that I could make it a little bit more fair. As I said, it's it's tough to to judge for somebody who... I mean, I mean, how many games have you purchased in the past, like, year or so that are, would you say, retro games, Bravo? Right, I would say what Legend of Dragoon. Legend of one. Dragoon is the only one. Yeah, so your your experience is so little compared to Joe, who has at least done a little bit of it in the recent, you know, past like month at least. I would say, right? Yeah, Other I mean, that, I've always like looked at it, but I've never went as deep as I have since I like full fledged decided I'm doing the Zelda collection. Yeah, and then I started, you know, gathering up all of my old consoles, like the Ataris and the N sixty fours and whatnot, and setting that all up again. But uh, for my uh, week, go ahead. Uh, a lot of League with Bravo. League is just full on absorbing me currently, which to me is a good thing because it's getting me away from Smite, which was the MOBA that's toxic in my eyes. Uh. Played a little bit of Deep Rock with Bravo. It's a game that I haven't decided if I love it or hate it just yet, but I need to play it on a higher difficulty, I think, to enjoy it. And then just last night, we hopped back into Grounded, Bravo and I, and only played for, what, about an hour, Bravo? Yeah, I completely forgot, to be honest. Yeah, and... We barely got our toesies wet. But we did run into a bug, still. 
no pun intended. But, uh, <laughs> oh, oh I, I see what you did there. I didn't know. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, it, I was, died. it was only on Joe's side, so I... <laughs> yeah, so I died, and, like, I spawned back, and it was, like, dawn, so, like, the sun was coming up, and it was just coming out of nighttime, but everything on my screen was just, like, black. I couldn't yeah. see any terrain, but I was able to see the skybox, like, reflecting or being blocked by the terrain, and it was... I couldn't get it to go away. It was pretty annoying. I don't I don't know if this is uh, any anything to you know think about do you have the steam version or you have the xbox game pass one we're playing on game pass okay that's because game pass is like don't start PC. well no i've it, never had an I, issue you just had an issue <laughs> but i mean it's a bug that game's been buggy since it released all right i'll give it to you your favoritism for the dollar <laughs> <laughs> um so i i want to jump into a little bit uh, just the coincidence first. Okay, we had this idea of doing a Nintendo episode from the start of last episode because we started the end as of last you episode, sure yeah. remember. Yeah, the end of last episode started uh, tinkering with the idea of talking about the virtual console and just Nintendo as a whole, right? And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, Nintendo comes out and smacks us with some news. Bravo, you did a lot of research on this. So I'm going to let you take the reins here a little bit. So tell tell our uh, listeners what, what was going on. Uh, before I get started on the Switch, I would just like to take a pause and say thank you to everybody listening and subscribing. Uh, we can't thank you enough. We're enjoying the heck out of ourselves here. And the fact that other people are enjoying our content way beyond what we thought was going to happen so fast. Uh, we just We just want to say thank you. That's all. You guys have anything else to say while we're being all touchy feely? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, we do appreciate everyone taking the time out of their day to give us a listen to us just, you know, clowning around, having a good time. Is that a pun yeah. on your name? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, touchy feely stuff aside, let's just jump into the Switch OLED, which I'm going to trip over that name often so i'm sorry but the major updates are twofold the fat border trim uh black trim around the edge of the switch has been reduced greatly to add uh screen size to the switch so it's going from 6.2 inches to 7 inches and you might be thinking well that's not a whole lot you do have to remember that screen sizes are measured from corner to corner so it is quite a bit more you're basically filling up that whole space of the switch and then the next major update is the switch is finally getting an ethernet LAN port which i think should have been a default uh feature of the switch myself especially since it's a an online uh specific game or i guess you can play online games with your friends it's, it was just a weird limitation what do you guys think the Ethernet port, I so I get it, but I don't. Uh, I think it's safe to say a majority of Switch players play in handheld mode, which they're not going to get much of a benefit for the Ethernet port too. I could be wrong on that, but at least most people I know tend to play in handheld. Right, but the docking station is getting the Ethernet port. So yeah. if you're going to be playing online, I don't know, like competitive Splatoon, maybe maybe you jack in. So you can get 
that you know 20 millisecond connection instead of a 40 mil <laughs> uh, um so i think it was probably literally built in there for smash because i remember everybody was complaining about the latency for smash and they're like go buy the usb to ethernet connector go do it it's like i don't know 15 20 bucks maybe something simple it'll make it so much more playable they they really were pushing it even i think actually sakurai even was saying something about it too um and you know is it from going off of what joe says i it's kind of funny i'm actually opposite i know most people that play it only on tv where i think it's more of a portable console i would rather play it portably but everybody i know plays it just straight up on their television and they don't bring it anywhere which it's weird so it's, okay. we kind of have like two different viewpoints. <laughs> All right, I want to interject here. Let's go around the room. How do you guys play your Switch? Uh, I, I sold it. Fair. Joe? <laughs> <laughs> so it depends what I'm playing, realistically. Pretty much if I'm playing anything that's not like, surprise, Zelda, I'm playing it handheld. Yeah, I, I only played it on... Um, the only time I played it in docked mode was when I played Smash Bros. So I, I did play a little bit more, but um, like if I were to sit down today, I would be playing everything handheld mode. Yeah, I I play mine uh, handheld mode either right in front of my PC because I'm a monster or on my couch. And then the only time yeah. I've played it docked is Smash. All right, I I do have one more very small thing. Not allowed. Not not I allowed. Have, but I have I have a list. I have to keep to it. I'm just sorry. arrest me. It's it's. Go ahead. I'm check. <laughs> uh, so, with, I feel like the design of the Switch is actually not the greatest. And the only thing I'm going to say about it is the the right thumbstick is so unnatural when in handheld mode. It I don't feel like I could play it. Like I feel like I'm breaking my thumb awkwardly holding it. Like <laughs> I even picked up a Switch Lite today because I went into Best Buy, and I I saw the Switch Lite. I picked it up. I'm like I want to feel feel how it is in my hand. And oh, you just physically picked it up, not purchased. Yeah, it. they oh. yeah. yeah, they had the um they had it on display, right? So I I picked up the switch and I held it in my hand. I'm like, oh, you know, it's pretty comfortable. And as soon as I put my right thumb on that that right stick, I was like, something's not right. They they gotta do something with this. Like, I don't know what it is, but I know that they have those satisfy hand grips um that make it a little bit bulkier. They're a lot more comfortable. I have it still for my old switch. But I don't know if they have one for the Switch Lite. What do you guys feel? Any so, of you have that problem? I have a different issue. So my right thumb is double jointed. So I literally have no issue with the right thumbstick at all because of just like how my thumb naturally sits. But I have trouble with like the button layout of like the left uh, Joy-Con. It just feels a little awkward to me. Okay. I don't know why. Hmm. I haven't really paid attention to it much. I do know that I very much prefer the Switch Pro controller. That's the act that's actually the controller I use for all my PC games is the Pro controller. I just I just like how it feels. It's, yeah, they're nice controllers. controllers. But I but really like I said, I play the Switch mostly handheld, like with the screen in hand, so I don't I don't really have a an an opinion on that. I just kinda play it. Yeah. yeah. I mean it doesn't bother me either way. Like it's not a 
system I'm typically sitting down doing long sessions with. Like if I'm playing it, I'm playing it, you know, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Or if I'm playing anything longer than that, typically it's Breath of the Wild, which I'm playing on the TV with the Pro Controller. Yeah. Yeah, and if I'm being honest, the only reason I ever bought a Switch was because I was traveling overseas and the flight is 16 hours. And I thought I would go crazy just sitting there staring at the back of the head of the person in front of me or something. So I'm, I'm really happy I bought it because I enjoyed Zelda. I enjoyed Smash and whatnot. But uh, anyways, moving on, let's get to the minor changes of the Switch OLED. It comes in a more adult white color, when, straight from the article I read, not, uh, not me. The I kick- love it. <laughs> it looks well good. there you go it's for adults folks i think it's a i just like white in general like pretty much any console i have been able to get in white i tend to stray towards getting it in white fair i just thought it's funny that the article was like specific to like it's the adult yeah, color the adults <laughs> it, it looks so white looks sleek i feel um but the only negative is man if you get anything a little bit dirty a little scuff it sticks out like a sore thumb you working in Gino the shop fingers with it? what was that you working in the shop with it i well <laughs> so my xbox 360 i had the arcade edition you remember that one the white one yeah um so i i had that one i just pulled that bad boy out it i don't know what i did with it it looks like i just pooed all over it <laughs> and just and just smeared smeared something on it. i had a problem i think i don't know <laughs> i see the issue with it being a switch and you know like kids typically like to play the switch games you're gonna cheeto have fingers. a cheeto finger issue <laughs> mom, it's gonna be mom. the orange switch is actually what it's gonna be it's, yeah that's what they don't know it, it illuminates when cheetos touch it uh, the... One thing I didn't see, uh, I assume it's compatible with the previous Joy-Cons, right? Uh, that is up in the air. It still has the same uh, Joy-Con slots, but I'm assuming they're the same. But it, okay. it, They it, have to be, right? Yeah, it's I would unknown assume... at this point, but it, it's got to be the same. Yeah, that was just something that popped into my head at the last second because I'm trying to get my hands on the Zelda Joy-Cons and just something that came up it was like wait if i end up getting this will i even be able to use them i don't know i i could well all right if you're saying would nintendo do something like that yes yes they would (laughs) because nintendo is also the company that was selling you a 3ds without a charger (laughs) uh so it i i could see it both ways well the jury's still out on that one then we'll see I would I would say it's about ninety five percent chance that they're gonna work with all the other switches. Yeah, I'm gonna that say ninety four. Ninety four, Bob. Anyways. Ninety six, Bob. The next <laughs> bullet on a minor update, which maybe this should have been a major update, is the kickstand on the back. Instead of it being a, like a teeny tiny little stick, it's basically the whole back that uh, can kick out and hold the switch up, which is a pretty big problem uh, for people that are playing on on the go. The the small little stand that was original, that thing would like snap off with any sneeze. I felt like it. It just didn't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what they did. They just. They were like, all right, all right, boys. How are we gonna head this thing kicked up? And then the guy was eating a popsicle, and he was like, I got it. And he just <laughs> or, attached the yeah. popsicle stick to it. Or or some a seven year old child enters the room and it just snaps. Like they don't even have to touch it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's, it, it's impressive. 
how it's bad that is. Literally like those old school phone cases from like the mid two thousands. They just had that little kickstand on the back, and you could watch like your 144p video on your phone. You listen here, boy. I watched <laughs> so many amazing videos on that. But the new kickstand is my favorite feature by far. Uh, my sister and I will play like just on the normal Switch's screen, like not plugged in, and we'll just play Mario Kart. And it always has to sit at that really awkward angle. And now it gives you like more of an option to tilt it to yeah, that, for two the additional to angles. It's like it's almost weird because you don't even think about the additional angles that you get just from that um how how that hinge works. But if you so I have a um, Surface Pro, and well, it's actually the the Surface Go. I weird flex, me. but okay. Yeah, no, this is the uh, most budget surface that you can imagine. <laughs> and thing, I mean, I don't even know if this could run Diablo One. It's so bad. <laughs> um, it struggles to watch YouTube videos. But anyways, I I love that tablet. I almost wish I splurged a little bit and got a better one because it it is so convenient. And man, that that kickstand is literally the the best thing about it. I love it. Yeah, well, all right. Kickstands are OP. I'll I'll put that in the major update next time. That is the update. They can keep <laughs> the rest of it. Just give me a yes. new kickstand. Next, they <laughs> promised enhanced audio. That's literally all the details I have right now is just promised enhanced audio. They slightly moved where the speakers are on it and promised better audio. It's got a, a wider frequency range to provide more depth to music. I don't know. Audio engineering is hard. They put the speakers right where your palms lay. <laughs> so they like <laughs> echo, echo past yeah. your <laughs> Yes. Genius. Uh, they have doubled the internal storage from 32 to 64 gigs, and you still have the micro SD card slot uh, just in case you need more room. I think I that's actually a better say... feature than, uh, yeah, I think it's a better feature than maybe what people would think. You might not even need to own a micro SD card now. 64 gigs is still tiny, yeah. in my opinion, for that console. It is. My I don't phone know. has double that. So, okay. You would know better than I would, both of you, because you still own a Switch. What are the sizes of the games? Do you know? Are, are I have they... six games installed, and I can't install more. Okay. I don't know um, the sizes of the games off the top I'm sure of Breath head. of the Wild has got to be one of the bigger ones, right? It, I, like, it's gotta be, I think Mario it's Kart be... 8 is one of the largest. Every yeah. time I try to install a new game, it's always trying to get me to uninstall Mario Kart. Hmm. Uh, well, I was just thinking to myself, you know, if you get some kid, like, let's just say you buy it for your child. Um, you're probably going to be at least be able to get three, four games on it. Yeah, I just I mean, called it. Breath of the Wild is 13.4 gigabits. Okay. So, I mean, if we're going that route, you can't even get three Breath of the Wilds into the standard. So, I mean, it's a good upgrade. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, I would say if you're if you're getting this for your child, you could, you know, you're not going to buy them a ton of games, but you could get them just kind of the essentials. You can probably get away with not dropping the extra bucks on just a micro SD card. Yeah. The first thing that I purchased was a was an SD card for mine. So, oh yeah, yeah. But, but the, I also cracked my switch, like hacked it, so I have other games. I didn't know we had a criminal cards. on this podcast. Wow. I mean, it's you, emulations you, of games I own. 
Are you yeah. are you hacking uh, Xbox as well to get that one dollar a month Game Pass? No, yeah. I wish. We, I think we need to figure out <laughs> they, what Bravo's they, thing is. They charge me thirty dollars now because <laughs> you guys wouldn't stop mentioning. It. <laughs> it's like we got to get our money back. <laughs> now, but now, now that we know Joe's a criminal cracking stuff, Bravo <laughs> is assumed. Resp- yeah, tech report. Bravo's yeah. assuming that I'm a, a drug smuggler with my games. <laughs> so what is Bravo doing here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, the stagnation of the new Switch is it's still 1080p output to TV, which is unfortunate. There's a lot of rumors bouncing around for like 4K output, but it's just not in this one. The battery life remains at four and a half hours. We'll see if it actually stays around that. The resolution on the handheld screen is still 1280 by 720. And uh, yeah, go ahead. So the stagnation stuff just here. I feel like the 1080p output to TV, like probably not the biggest deal out of these three. Um, I'm just amazed that they still just kept this thing 720p in handheld mode. It's absurd. The like fact that... that they made an OLED and 720p just blows my mind yeah that's the only thing i would say like i can i can give it away with like hey 1080p it's still not bad obviously things are going 4k but it is nintendo they're always kind of a little bit behind but like 720p is kind of absurd um and then battery life is i think solid hopefully it it just sticks right around that variable it's probably a pretty good amount so it's funny that you guys was not funny but Going back to the 720p thing, I did a little bit of a deep dive into the Samsung OLED, and it's it turns out that I don't know if they're just not the best quality or what, but uh, almost all Samsung OLED panels use a display technology called pin tile. This is where the display pixels share subpixels, the tiny red, green, blue pricks of light that make up each color. But basically, what I, what I seem to understand i'm not i'm not uh super familiar with this area but it seems like it's not the most efficient way of making oleds and they haven't made them since 2012 they made a couple phones beyond that point that were oleds but they're really like kind of old technology for the switch to be using i'm i'm a little worried that the pixel density won't be high enough and maybe that's why they kept at the 720p and the uh, if if the pixel density is not high enough, you can actually get a reduction of sharpness with high contrast objects or text. So I don't know the the jury's out on that one as well. We'll see if it actually uh, makes a difference or not. I think it's going to make a big difference. From the knowledge I have on OLED panels in general, this basically is like as low quality as they come and i think it's going to it might make some situations on the switch look better but from how it's being described i think it's gonna be a downgrade in like image quality that's interesting Hmm. yeah especially since that's the essentially the push i feel like they are almost naming it switch oled it, yeah. it seems like right like that's how they pushed it marketed you, you it. know the feeling that it gives me it, it gives me like lowest bidder you know like they they put a a contract out and the lowest bidder just just hit them up and like here here's what we can do for you 
it just seems like exactly what it is to me like uh, i worked at best buy and oled tvs like were a big thing uh between lg and sony and then samsung doesn't even sell oled tvs and if they're not selling oled tvs what makes us think they're going to be any better to be the ones to make it for a switch which is literally a small portable tv and now they're using this pentile technology which is going to have the sub pixels so if you get it in handheld mode up close to your face in 720p <laughs> you're going to be able to see each individual pixel and more than likely probably see the sub pixels whenever you have it close to your face might be one of those things that it'll it'll be nice to get it in hand at like a demo station at like a best buy or something to actually see how the picture quality or maybe they'll have them side by side right so you can kind of compare and contrast yeah i hope so because i have very low hopes for this <laughs> i think it'll i think it'll sell out just because it's a it's a switch but yeah. uh speaking of selling the default switch is 300 bucks this guy is going to be sold at 350 dollars mm. and it comes out october 8th and uh, I'm I'm a little worried that the oh it's also going to be limited release I should say that which is kind of why it motivates me to say that people are probably going to buy it up but I'm yeah. worried that scalpers are going to get a hold of these things and then resell them for crazy amounts just like they did graphics cards like it seems like such an issue these days that nobody's trying to solve no developer or reseller is trying to solve yeah I mean why would they they get their money right yeah, it's, it's a different world now. I mean, uh, back in the day, nobody even thought about reselling stuff. Now, with how easy it is to have the internet at the tip of your fingertips, right? Going on to eBay in about two clicks, type in, hey, what does a, a Nintendo Switch sell? Ooh, you know, I found it in the store and they're selling for $600. Doubled my money. Yeah. Buy them up. And, you know, there's plenty of things that resellers can actually do to prevent scalpers or bots from, from, uh, getting at products the way that they do, they just don't because it's good for business. You know, resellers are getting their money's worth and then somebody else is getting their money's worth. Like it's just. So um, I, I want, I want to say just two little points here. First of all, I feel like the price point is probably somewhat fair um, for 50 bucks. Yeah. We'll see how the screen actually looks, but you're getting a larger screen size which for some people, you know, it's good, bad, I don't know. I, I don't care. I wouldn't care at all about the screen size. I feel like the, the default Switch screen size is fine. I feel like the Switch Lite screen size is fine. I'm not buying it to have something large. Um, it's about mainly the portability of it from that aspect. And I, I think a lot of this is going to come from the kickstand and the internal storage being up. <laughs> I really should have made that a major point. I literally think the kickstand is what a lot of people are going to be sold on because I, you're, it, putting, I don't know, putting myself in like a, a buyer's shoes. Like if I was traveling to uh, overseas again and I didn't have a switch and I had the option of the default or the OLED, I'm going to go the OLED. It's 50 extra bucks. To me, that's not that big of a deal. I get more storage. I get a little bit larger screen, which on an airplane, that's going to be quite useful you know I, I would do it it's a pretty good price point for them to just release into the wild i think they could have charged 375 400 and people would still buy them all i think the yeah. price is 
fair. Uh, mostly it comes down to the screen and storage, realistically. I mean, it astounds me that we're not upgrading to 1080. So anything more than $50 in difference, I think, would have been just highway robbery. And especially, I mean, and even the storage, I, I'm honestly kind of stretching it a bit here because you go, you can go on Amazon right now for 23 bucks, get 128 gig micro SD card. Yeah. So you basically can buy the default switch for 50 less dollars and then pay 23 more dollars and you have more storage. Um, so I, I really think it's going to come down to it, how important is that stand? Is a bigger screen size important to you? And is the OLED screen going to be this massive difference? And do you like white? <laughs> I like white. <laughs> I, I, I'm really hesitant with the Samsung OLED. If they would have said it was an LG panel, I probably would be all in and lining up to buy one. But it with the Samsung release and it being this pentile technology, it really makes me hesitant. So, okay. You both have switches right now. Yep. Mm -hmm. Is this something that would make you either A, trade in your switch for this one or just buy a second switch outright? Would you do either of these options? No, not at all. Uh, would I trade in my current switch? No. Would I buy a new switch outright? There's potential of it because I would just end up giving my sister my current switch, which has nothing wrong with it. But she plays it more than I do, realistically. So it would essentially just be me buying a switch. Kind of like you just buying a switch for your sister. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it. It sounds like just for us. Um, I'm very curious. I'm going to ask my buddy who is a Nintendo fanboy. And it's like I said, he's going to literally probably give me his Switch Lite once he ends up buying that third Switch <laughs> um, for himself. And when that time comes, uh, will it be something like this? I don't know if this is something. he. I did text him, though, and he said it was underwhelming. So I don't feel this is going to be his, you know, cup of tea. It's going to probably going to be something that's themed around Mario. Like maybe that's what they should have really done is like just pick a franchise and be like, "This is a Zelda 35th anniversary edition." Yeah. <laughs> if they Zelda... dropped that, yes, I will buy one. They should have. I mean, realistically, why did they do that? I mean, it's not. It's still not impossible, right? Like this is 35 years still. I mean, it was obviously a few months ago that was the actual date, but yeah, they released Mario's 35th anniversary bundle like towards the end of the year, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not impossible, and we're still hoping, mm -hmm. but it's Nintendo we're talking about, yeah. and we get Skyward Sword HD. So and we're disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a so I have a theory. Uh, I wonder if you guys resonate with me here is I think that this is an intermediary release between the default switch and the pro and possibly this is due to a lack of processors in the world and they're just like oh we need to release something cool so here you go and then the pro when it comes out it'll have everything the OLED has plus the extra 
bits and bobs and higher processors. Okay, so if that's the case, what is the time frame that we're seeing in between these consoles, right? Is it literally just as soon as the chip shortage is over? Um, and then, obviously, nobody knows how long this chip shortage is going to be. But let's let's just say hypothetically, next year around this time, so in in one year, the chip shortage is done, and they could pump out a Switch Pro. Then it almost seems like the people got a little they got screwed by buying this console when they could have just waited one more year, and it i feel like it's a hard marketing decision obviously it's nintendo so they can kind of do whatever they want um i hope that's not what they do that's all i would say i realistically think this is an intermediate release i don't necessarily know that it's just due to the chip shortage but i feel like nintendo looks at it the same way that we do in the way that the switch is just the switch is it it's almost exactly what nintendo's needed to make for years it's the better version of the wii u it's a handheld and a console together nintendo's always made phenomenal handhelds i feel like they could just keep upgrading the switch for the next probably what 10 15 years making it like bringing it up to par with the rest of the games out in the world today and people will keep buying it because yeah. it's so consumer friendly. So why wouldn't they end up making a 1080p handheld version that could display 4k and, you know, two or three years on the road after this with an OLED screen. Yeah. And the, the switch originally came out in 2017. So it's been about four years since something's happened with the physical console. So I mean, it's it's kind of time, you know, give it a little bit of an update. And if they can give it just a little bit, sell it, and then, you know, in a year, two years, they bring out a pro or maybe they stay away from the pro name because they do want to ride the, the hype on the Switch for so long, you, you just keep pumping these suckers out. That's a good point. I just don't know. To me, looking at the overall picture of what we've seen, I I don't know what they're doing. It doesn't seem like it's enough to push another console. It almost seems like they could have just like done a silent release of like hey, we we fixed the the stand where you know, I don't know. <laughs> I would give them mad props for going back to the default switch and just fixing the the leg. Yeah, I I think people are putting too much weight behind this. It really is just an extra screen and some more storage. You know, it's kind of kind of almost like a here. Here's the things we fixed. Uh, buy it if you want it. You know, the yeah. It. I, it, I wholeheartedly expect them to hard market this and try to push it, but I don't think this is gonna sell as well as you know a standard switches just because of the fifty dollar price change. Some of the more hardcore Nintendo fans, sure. But if they're going to make this sell, they're going to have to slap a Mario or a Zelda edition out. If they're going to make this sell, they need to stop producing the normal Switch <laughs> and only produce this one and the Switch Lite. I, I think that that's the thing. Because if you're given the option 
and you do a little bit of research, are you are you like, oh, for fifty bucks, I'm gonna unless like like I said, I, I don't think either of us can really say, oh, the screen is crap, the screen is great, whatever. We don't know until we actually have it in our hands and we can have somebody physically look at it, but unless that screen's blowing me away, I'm gonna take the fifty dollar fifty dollars extra and go buy a game. Moving on, uh, let's talk Nintendo profits and revenue real quick. So our previous episode, we talked a whole lot about the Game Pass, and included in that was the Xbox profits and revenue. So just to give a bit of a, uh, a gauge on how large these guys are, in 2020, Nintendo made a $6 billion profit with a revenue of $16.6 billion. That's compared to Xbox profits, of 44 billion and a revenue of 143 billion which is seven nintendos so that's just a fun little fact for you uh just wanted to you know compare those two have a fresh mind of exactly how big these guys are uh moving on let's uh let's have brad handle the virtual console stuff all right so i i'm i think along with joe pretty passionate about the virtual console here i'm passionate yeah, it it is beyond astounding that Nintendo has not done anything about this. So all I want to say is it is pathetic that the Wii U has probably the best virtual console out of any of the consoles that Nintendo's released. And I just want to go over, I have written down a bunch of the consoles and the price tags, what we're looking at. And all I literally, they literally have to do is port this over to the Switch. Now, I know they do have a um, NES slash SNES virtual log. I, I don't know exactly what you want to call them. They're like classics, whatever. You get them for free with your online subscription for $20 a year. It's a good deal, but there are so many titles that are being missed. You're only looking at NES and SNES. I think it's something crazy like 58 games on the NES. And there are 46 SNES games. Um, Yeah, and, you know, you are getting some Japanese exclusives, things that weren't released. You're getting some crazy online versions, some ROM hack stuff. I get it. It's cool. But let's get on to that anyways. So uh, first thing I want to say is NES games on the 3DS and the Wii U are, for the most part, $4.99 per game. Uh, It seems like... They are just $4.99. Doesn't matter if it's a high, high end game like the original Mario, Mario 3, to the crap stuff that I, I'm surprised it's even on Virtual Console. The only game that's an exception, and I will say is, um, I think, worthy of having a higher price tag is Earthbound Beginnings. This is the original Earthbound game for $6.99. It's an official Japanese only English port. So the game was never released for us, and they have a first-time release of it. I would say that's probably worth a little bit more money first time. I get it. Two dollars, like a yeah. little bit more. Two dollars. Yeah. I feel like there's no. You're paying you know, the translator. Exactly. Uh, so then moving on to SNES, um, we're looking at on the 3DS and the Wii U, seven ninety nine per game. Uh. There are some outliers. The only one I could really see once again is Earthbound. Not sure exactly why it's just Earthbound, but it is a beloved game, so maybe it's just that. They're doubling down. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we have, to go along with the home consoles still, we have the N64. This I was blown away with, okay? On the Wii U exclusively, you could buy N64 games for $9.99. Okay? I, I can't believe it. That's, I think, too cheap. That is uh, a lot better than the 299 I just spent on my <laughs> Ocarina of Time. Yeah. <laughs> let's be honest here, okay? If they somehow were able to, let, let's say on the Switch, let, let's say they bring this over to the Switch, okay? They release a USB N64 controller that's original, you know, like first feels, party Nintendo. Yeah, like a first party Nintendo N64 controller that the analog stick feels Charge right. me 60 bucks. Yeah. I mean, you, I, I feel like just the N64 games alone, first of all, you could bump up the price to 15 bucks per game easily. Bump it up to 20 on some of them. Yeah. 15 and, sounds so right like it's it's the number that they should have charged you know as it's, a consumer yeah it's crazy i feel like 10 10 bucks seems like so cheap anyways we'll we'll get into that i wanted to ask you guys a question but we're getting a little bit into it but anyways <laughs> that was insane so uh now we're getting into the handheld stuff um oh i do have one other uh i lied so last last actual console is the wii games so wii games they were charging 20 dollars per console on the wii u so it's uh you know, I, I get it because I, it was a, a successor, right? So they weren't too old. Now they're a little bit older. So like maybe twenty bucks might be a tad expensive for those games when you compare it to the N sixty four being ten dollars. Um, but still, I think it's it's nice to see them there being represented. Now we'll jump into the handheld stuff. So we got original Game Boy games. I uh, didn't really understand how the pricing went. It just seemed like it was basically between two ninety nine and three ninety nine. There were some pretty decent titles for two ninety nine, and then some for three ninety nine. So, wow. I would say they should just pick one price point and just stick with that. I mean, it's Game a Boy... dollar fluctuation. It's not even that big of a deal, regardless. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at, and especially at that price point, I mean, you're you're like, oh, whatever. I mean, I'll I just won't get that one Mountain Dew I was gonna get for lunch, and I'll buy a game instead. <laughs> right. Uh, Hey, game Boy Color games. Oh, there's, there's, go ahead. A, there's a lot of Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. I would, I would pay four dollars to play again. Like, I wonder how oh, yeah. Castlevania looks with uh, actual color. You know. So <laughs> Castlevania Adventures. Um. So the the Game Boy games will not have color. They will still be black and white. They're, right. I kind of jumped the gun. Not, I was talking about the color, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> but the game. So the Game Boy Color games are um are four ninety nine slash five ninety nine. Doesn't seem like there's any rhyme or reason as as I said. Um, they it does the one thing I do will say though I think the Legend of Zelda games were five ninety nine so I you know not surprised yeah real expensive right <laughs> uh, the the one differentiator though is any of the Pokemon games doesn't matter what console they are it's a flat nine ninety nine fee for the Game Boy Game Boy Color Pokemon games I think that's fair they're super popular and that's by far the best price point you're gonna find for any of those games yeah. by far yeah insane. Uh, we got Game Boy Advance games. They're going for six ninety nine to seven ninety nine per game. They do not have a single Pokemon Game Boy Advance game. So there's another set of games that they could easily just get free money for. Any price tag, as we said, whatever. Uh, they even have 
DS. Oh, by the way, Game Boy Advance games are only on the Wii U. Uh, the Game Boy and Game Boy Color are on 3DS only. So, yeah, there there's no representation of those on the Wii U. So Game Boy Advance on the Wii U. DS games were also on the Wii U. A little surprised by that. So I'm guessing how they did the dual monitors is the bottom monitor was on the t- the tablet. So, but still, they were charging nine ninety nine per DS game. I still think there's a lot of play there. Are you telling me that I could play Nintendo Dogs on my TV? <laughs> you, yes, you can, sir. For just nine ninety nine. <laughs> but I gotta buy another Wii U because mine broke because it was a pretty garbage console. <laughs> well, good thing for you, there is a Legend of Zelda edition waiting for you to purchase it. I had it. Oh, well, now you got a now you have a broken one. <laughs> yep. So went into the trash. Okay, now now we've went over this. There are plenty. There's almost too many games to go over on all of those, like specifically. But there's obviously all the Mario games, all the Zelda games, all the Pokemon games. Just those alone, they're making a fortune. Okay, I want to ask you guys this simple thing: What for these consoles is you think the fair rate if they put it on the Switch, right? So if they were to put the flat rate on an NES game, is that where we start? Five bucks where they they initially started that, right? NES, yeah. yeah, I think that's a fair price. I mean, I could see like ones like Mario or big titles getting bumped yeah. up ten, fifteen. I mm-hmm. wouldn't even complain about it. I I would be just thrilled to just be able to play those games, which thrilled equals money. So yep. we're talking fifteen, twenty, Nintendo twenty five dollars. I would pay you to be able to play some of these great old games on the Switch. Are you listening so to me, Nintendo? I will literally come are, to your. Ha- Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Those games are on the the online, right? So if you pay the twenty dollars a month, which, as I said. That's but really not the problem. Some. Yeah, it's their selection. That's exactly. twenty dollars a, a year, not a month. So <laughs> if Jim Bob oh, down yeah, the street's me. favorite game was Captain Underpants Seven on the NES, and they didn't put it on there, they're just it does nothing for them. But if they release it and say, "Hey, pay us ten dollars. This game's yours." Nintendo just made ten dollars that they didn't have to do anything for, but make a ROM port. Now, I want to ask you guys this. So, with how expensive, not that it's expensive really, but like you got Xbox, uh, Xbox Live, right? And then you also have PlayStation Plus. And then you have the Nintendo's online, right? PlayStation Plus is, I think, $60 a year. Yep. And you get your three free games roughly per month. Not, you know, and they're decent. Depends on some are better than others. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It depends on their mood if they're feeling like giving you something decent or not. Some gays are getting ratatouille, (laughs) and uh, other times you're getting plagued. Like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Some some insane stuff, right? I honestly think at Nintendo's price point, they didn't even need an incentive. Twenty dollars a month is like, I mean. That's a year. A year. Twenty dollars a year. Yeah. It's nothing. And like, oh, oh, your incentive is you could play Mario Kart and Smash Bros. You know, online with your friends. I I get it that they are they felt like they had to add an incentive because for so long it was free. But hey, 
that's just how it is nowadays get over it yeah i think they could charge individually for these uh legacy games and people would pay to play them uh without even yeah. having the online subscription and then they have a a fairly decent uh online capability with some of the older multiplayer games that actually doesn't do too bad. You'd think like some of the older games maybe not do too well uh, with online Switch, but they kind of do. So that's kind of cool. I'm about to rip into Nintendo's online platform, but I have to say, to start this off, you can't really fault them too hard whenever their price is $20 a year. And I pay the uh, $35 a year for my family. And I mean, we don't even have all eight slots filled. There's four or five of us. That, and it's uh, so that, worth. Yeah, and it's so worth. You know, yeah. uh, my my brothers, a couple of younger family members, they play the Nintendo. They don't even know it costs money. They they just play. Mm. They just think it's free. You know, and that's uh, you know, Uncle Bravo, happy to do it for you. But uh, first off, going into some negatives about their online play, the voice chat. It's not that big of a deal because they have uh, some or most games that don't really require voice chat, but there's some pretty competitive games on the Switch now. And you have to have a smartphone with an app to communicate with your friends, and it's so much easier just to do it through Discord or whatever third-party app you have, you know? So I hope you have friends that play games through you or with Discord with you. That's a simple Mike? question is what game on nintendo would you say is competitive that requires communication splatoon Hear okay <laughs> why <laughs> no it, it's not but uh well, I, I mean i i will back him up and say that splatoon probably is the one game that comes to mind that it's a team-based like team versus team competitive game but, and having, I, I like, I don't know how competitive it would be and how much you need to, but I'm sure there is something that yeah is there. So the but only one that really comes to mind is Rocket League for me because that's like a passion project. It, it's way easy to communicate, but a lot of us do it through through the the predictive text, whatever you want to call yeah, that. But my point is, we're talking about Nintendo, somebody who <laughs> yeah. hates the competitive scene of everything they want to be the casual game all right home. all right so let me let me hit you with this okay uh i'm traveling we're going to use the traveling bit again i'm traveling to another country and i want to play smash bros with my friends i have the online capabilities because it's a fancy airplane or whatever uh, and i can't communicate with you conveniently through nintendo i have to use a third party app it's just it's strange that they don't have it built in it it is, but I also see to their, like we said, it's twenty dollars a year yeah. for a standard. It's something that you know is kind of a basic requirement when it comes to online gaming nowadays. Even most games have it built into their own system, but Nintendo, like I said, is always about the casual gamer and hates the competitive scene of anything. So. Mm-hmm. in their eyes they probably see communication as something that's needed for a competitive scene and not so much casual because they still like couch co-op i mean you couldn't play mario party online for how many years and you and you say couch co-op but i remember when the switch came out and that was like kind of like their marketing like we don't have a, a 
a way to have voice chat because you're supposed to be playing this uh, on a couch with your friends. If I'm not mistaken, Switch didn't even have multiplayer when it first released online, correct? It took them a couple months. Yeah, and they didn't have uh, voice chat at all. I'm pretty sure if I was a guessing man or a betting man, the voice chat stuff being demanded by the the player base, they were like, uh, 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 here's an app on your phone. I don't know. Yeah, just just use like, it. leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, another note on the online play is incomplete or incompatible cloud saves. I personally don't uh, have any experience with this, but apparently some of their games, even first party games, don't have cloud save capabilities, which is uh, yep. rather strange. Uh, another thing that I learned, so going back to Splatoon, <laughs> whenever I played Splatoon, there was such a problem with hackers where you would load into a game and during the loading screen, the hackers would like already be in there. I don't know if they were blocking you from getting in there into the match or whatever, but the map would be 80% full already of the enemy team colors and, and you, you lost automatically. And I learned that it's because the way Nintendo does their online play, the online connectivity is through the developer, not through Nintendo. So it's per game or per developer how they handle online play. And Splatoon just doesn't have a, a rugged uh, like backbone for anti-hacking or anti-cheating stuff. So it's a, just a little fun little fact for you. Because it's made by Nintendo and they don't do online? Really? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> I mean, it's what's their online? It's like Mario Kart and Smash, and Smash Mario Party cool. now. Yeah, yeah. Smash. Mario Party. Man, talk about a game with potential! Like those guys are just frothing at the mouth for any kind of support. It literally, literally kind. if Nintendo would just be like a hundred dollar tournament, people <laughs> would go nuts. There would it be would, literal fights in the street. It would probably break the internet for like literally a hundred dollar Smash tournament yep. sponsored by Nintendo. That's yeah. all it takes. So when you guys think Nintendo, do you what do you think as far as quality goes? Quality of like first party games or the games they release on their their platform? What do you think? Give me a short summary. I'd go first. <laughs> Uh, I would say they're when when you're talking about them as a developer, they're probably one of, if not the best game developer in the business. They probably make the best quality games out of anybody. They they release their products. They know what they're making, and uh, I really would say it's hard for anybody to compete against them, at least in what they're doing. Right. Joe? Okay. When we say Nintendo, the first thing everybody thinks of is Mario and Zelda. Both are over 35 years old and still going strong. With new releases coming out, Mario is multiple times a year because of all the spin-off games they make, and Zelda, you know, every few years. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like mm -hmm. they have their recipe for success and they literally just copy and paste it and then copy and paste it again and then if they're feeling real spicy they'll be like guess what mario's not only playing golf now mario's playing baseball <laughs> uh, the only thing i would add to you guys statement so we have quality upon release and tradition of just like great staple games and then i would add 
that they they often add like a little mix you, you know just a little sprinkle on the top of whatever game you're thinking about they add this really strange mechanic or addition to you know like rabbits or something you know it's just like off the wall it's like hey these two things are together now here you go uh but the whole reason i i asked you guys that question is because their online store it, it is the wild west of products with the amount of indie games that they allowed to just be there i don't know if they don't even have a a filtration system for the games but some of those things are weird <laughs> it, it, it is it kind of reminds me of steam <laughs> yeah right? like it's just uh, like steam I mean, today got, yeah <laughs> yeah they got like the hentai games even out there. <laughs> it's so, so strange so i have a strange relationship with nintendo's online store i thought you so, were saying hentai games Oh, we don't talk about it. <laughs> so, my first Switch I bought, uh, I got it a few months after it released. And like I said, I ended up cracking it and made it into essentially an emulator. I was able to play Nintendo 64 games on it and all of that fun stuff. Well, one day, I, not paying attention, booted it up and it was connected to my Wi Fi. And so it instantly got shut down because they were able to detect that it wasn't, you know, uh, I broke terms of service. Mm -hmm. So now even on my new Switch I bought because I owned like a digital game, which was Mario Kart, and I didn't want to buy it again, and I didn't know, I logged into the same account. And now my Switch from that point forward, if I'm playing a game I purchased off of their store, I have to be connected to online for them to verify I could play the game. So if I'm not home or at somewhere who where has Wi-Fi, I cannot play the games I own that I legitimately played for without it confirming first. So if I want to go out on a plane ride and at some point of that plane ride, I know I want to play Mario Kart. I have to have Mario Kart booted up before I leave my house. That way, whenever I pick it up, it's already confirmed that I can play it. Hmm. What did you learn? <laughs> hey, we I learned... Learn- that even if I have the correct way of doing things, they your big brother's watching me. I think you learned that you shouldn't crack the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> crack kills. Hey, well, let me just put it this way. If I could have just played Ocarina of Time on the Switch from the beginning, <laughs> we would it be in this situation. Yeah. And you would have made $15. <laughs> We've also learned that Envision... I'd pay 40 <laughs> Envision does a lot of traveling, okay? Whether it be theoretical or real, we do a lot of travel. A lot of plane rides here today. <laughs> but moving on, let's talk about the mobile gaming, as in uh, like cell phones and mobile apps and whatnot. In June of 2020, Nintendo announced they'll be peeling back from mobile games. Uh, I believe this is just first-party games, but it's it's quite strange because since then... They have kept up with their Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, which I have a uh, an expert opinion saying that the Pocket Camp is a much better game than uh, the New Horizons because it actually gets updates. New Horizons was fun for the all three <laughs> days I played it. I remember that like it was yesterday. Joe's Joe's asking people for their for their apples for their trees. And I then, just wanted one of each fruit tree. <laughs> and then it was just gone. Puh, into the into the mist. 
And then the next game that they have releasing soon is Pokemon Unite, which is the God, mobile game. this looks so interesting. Yes. I'll, I'm going to be honest. Even though this is a MOBA and it's going to be on mobile apps, this is something I can see me buying a Switch for. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, it, I, I literally could see myself playing this a lot. Why? It's a, it's going to be on uh, your phone as well. Because who the hell wants to play on a touchpad, like a, a touchscreen, right? That's a fair. Nobody. That's that's a fair statement. And you I probably... will not play mobile games. I period. I can't. It's if I'm playing a mobile game, it has to be something very. It has to be very specific. I don't. I don't even know what it is. What like if it has had, to feel right? What if you had like a like a eight inch tablet? That you play nope. Pokemon Unite on, you know, you it's just it's still to... nope. unless I uh, <laughs> unless I'm like actually gonna connect a Bluetooth controller to it, which at that point I'd rather have the Switch. Yeah. Like it, to to me, I don't know. It's mobile games are a little rough. There are certain things I think that can work out. I think um, a turn based RPG can work out, like the old school stuff. OG Final Fantasy, just Which because you. I'm excited for. Yeah, you know, because it's like think about it. You really don't. There's not a lot of button inputs. You just move, and then when it comes down to it, you just you know up, down, left, right, or whatever, and select, cancel. It's all you really need. It's not really intensive. And then also, like I always think, why don't they port the OG Pokemon games on mobile? You literally yeah. could play those games one handed. Yeah, or or. If you're Nintendo and you want to make a smart business move, Nintendo, I know you're listening. You put all those games on the Switch so it incentivizes people to buy the Switch to play those games because people will. So, yeah, it might be a $4 game, might be a $15 game, but they're spending $315. All right? That's a little fun fact for yeah. you, Nintendo. It, you want to make even more money because <laughs> I know they like to make money. You make a one-off exclusive kind of like the game and watches oh yeah okay you you get one of those game watches you throw a nice little 60 dollars price tag on it you get it themed off and pokemon red and then pokemon blue and then pokemon yellow and then pokemon <laughs> gold and then pokemon silver the machine pokemon keeps pumping <laughs> 20 hours later and pokemon ruby <laughs> i mean it it's free money. I just it's, it blows my mind. Do you guys think so, that they do that they because they, they want like artificial uh, limitations so their so their price stays up or something? I don't know. I, I, so the thing is like okay, I keep going back to Zelda because it's what I know most. Uh, Ocarina of Time for the Nintendo sixty four. Just to buy the game, you're looking at like eighty bucks. Uh, for like a fancy copy, like thirty for a standard copy. That's just the game. Guess how much Nintendo makes off that? Zero dollars. Zero. If Nintendo Why? was just like have a digital copy of a game that we've had created since nineteen ninety eight, mm. that most of the people who worked on are probably retired at this point. And people like you goofballs are still gonna buy the physical copies. So it's not like it's not like the the legacy stuff. Goes what does Nintendo care? They yeah. already made money off of it. Yeah. Oh, oh. Here's here's the thing when it comes down to it in, in reality. What what does it matter if 
like okay if you're st- if it's still popular you know it's popular right you know ocarina of time is popular right why would you not take advantage of it the the nostalgia and just make money you're all you're doing is losing money that's all you're doing <laughs> now, and it's i mean maybe not you're not, not losing money because it's not like they're they would still make it if they printed it right now right so it's just a matter of time of when they decide to do it. I come to the conclusion Nintendo doesn't want to make money. <laughs> I think we got it all wrong, guys. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense at this point. Yeah. So I I, I will say this. There's it, Nintendo's not the only one that does this too. Um, just a tad off topic. Something that surprises me are, are some of these companies too. Like you've got Konami. Konami has more franchises, I think, than people realize that are huge. Okay. And Konami's basically dead. They don't really make real games anymore. They do pachinko machines. They have other businesses where they make their money. If if they were to get back in gaming, which there's a chance, there's been rumors out there of them possibly gearing up with other people, whatnot, but where are the at like Castlevania? Okay, yes, they, they're that's all they're really doing is doing those collections, which, hey, at least they're doing a little bit of money. They are getting that free money that we're talking about of put Castlevania collections, the NES games, the SNES games in a bundle. So, right. Um, There's just so many games, though. I mean, Castlevania, Silent Hill, things that people are paying astronomical amount of money for that even if you were just like, oh, I'll charge 10 bucks, that's free money for you. And I'll just do important. There, there's so, but Nintendo just has so many, it's like absurd. Mm-hmm. Like, if Nintendo legitimately had an issue where, like, okay, the Switch physically can't run emulations or ROMs, but it can, mine does, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't like me for it. But, like, that would be the only excuse I could think of that they would justify with is like, you know, we our tech is limited in the fact that it's not able to run it like how it's really hard to uh emulate original xbox games because of you know actual limitations that make sense but that's not what the switch's problem is so it's just like literally they just don't want the money yeah yeah i i think almost anything can run nes and snes games uh, well and even go with that game boy game boy color probably even game boy advance if you're talking snes because it's roughly the same graphic you know i would say graphically yeah it, it's it's a strange thing yep well going back to the pokemon unite i did learn something special in my research here it, it's a moba so i dove uh, deep into that looked into the developer it's made by timmy games t-i-m-i games which is owned by tencent and tencent purchased riot games in 2015 which of course own league of legends which you guys know we we play and whenever they initially purchased riot games they asked them if they could make league of legends a mobile game riot declined and claimed that the game could not be replicated on a smartphone so tencent then used timmy games to create their own mobile moba called honor of kings which internationally is known as arena of valor and they used league of legends characters 
to promote the game and sell it. And Riot Games kind of got a little butt hurt. Tencent pulled back a little bit. They stopped using League characters to sell the game. And then Riot was like, all right, we can make a mobile game now. And they worked with Timmy Games to create the mobile League of Legends game that we know today. And Which those, is actually pretty good. Yeah, and those guys are making the Pokemon Unite MOBA. So it's it's all kind of wrapping together. Pretty interesting. So, Arena of Valor itself, I played a good bit of. And then it came to Switch, if I'm not mistaken, and I played some there. But it was actually like a pretty good MOBA in general. Like, it was a little easy because most people who were playing it were casual mobile gamers. But, like, it was a pretty sound game. And the League mobile version, I've only played a couple of matches on, significantly shorter games. And once again, you know, it's an entertaining, simplified version of League. But this Pokemon Unite MOBA is just so different and has me so interested in actually getting my hands on it. I don't know if you guys got anything else to go off of with that, but I, I had just one more question for you both, and it's kind of gearing back with the virtual console stuff. Is there a perk for Nintendo? Can, can any of you think of this? Is there a perk for them not having the virtual console? You know, what is there the reason for it? I've racked my brain on this for a week since we decided to do this episode. And the only thing I can think of is that they're relatively traditionalist. Like they have a have like an honor. And they must not feel like they can produce a quality game using the Switch. I don't think that's true. I don't I think they could do it easy enough, but they just they why else would they not? Their financial department has has got to be just frothing at the mouth every single day trying to get these guys to port games or release games that are already on other console uh, stores. Like it just doesn't make any sense. So it has to be like a like a an honor thing, a quality thing, tradition. I don't know. I have a few thoughts on this topic. So. Point one, which I think is the most reasonable explanation, the classic systems, the Super Nintendo Classic, the Nintendo NES Classic, the rumors for how long now of an N64 Classic. And if they're going to go that route, you know, they want to keep those games as tight as possible to try to upsell those little consoles. want to go that route? Take my money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to buy them. Okay, but I have... to, to counter that, they only released a, a certain quantity of those. Correct. Yeah. They could release but... infinite quantity. Heck, they could release those and still do the virtual stuff, and we would all buy them. They could, absolutely. <laughs> but I'm trying to get into the mind of Nintendo, which clearly nobody's figured out thus far because nobody has any idea what's happening with them. Nite Nintendo likes to fake scarcity to increase hype for the consumer because then it generates more sales for these items that maybe would not have sold as much just because it's like oh i'm seeing it out in the wild i better pick it up right like if if you went out and you saw a nintendo wii back in the day the wii was near impossible to find everybody had you, a wii. yeah well what, back when like it first came out yeah right? yeah, yeah. 
So when it first was released, I remember it was like, oh my god, if you saw it in Target, it didn't matter who you were, you're picking it up. My grandparents had a Wii before I could get a Wii. <laughs> so did mine. <laughs> <laughs> I so I told my dad this is this is hilarious. Um, little little sidetrack from our session, but I told my dad about November twentieth. I would say right right around there. Oh yeah, you know it'd be kind of cool to get a Wii. Just casually said something like that, and obviously that's it's near impossible. My dad goes on a Target. He's like, oh, adds it to cart, purchases it. Did <laughs> didn't even know that it was scarce. He just looked at the right time, and he he walks in and uh, started talking to this woman that worked in his uh, department. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, I bought my son the Wii for the. She's like, you got one of them? And he's like. Is one in order on Target? What's a big deal? I've been trying to buy one for months. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's basically we're getting completely sidetracked as I do have other points, but that's yeah. literally my story with the PlayStation 5. Like I was at work and everyone's freaking out about it, and like they're just dropping, and I just casually stroll on the GameStop's website and I'm like, oh, add to cart, purchase. And then I come home and I'm like, yeah, guys, I got the PlayStation 5. It's going to be here on release day. And everyone's like, what do you mean you got it? And I'm like, I ordered it. Like, Did you use a bot? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just went on and ordered it. And then so I, I never Brad had was like, I never had the intent to buy a Wii. One of my buddies had a Wii whenever they came out and I was always at his house. So I never really cared to have my own. I didn't know that it was so scarce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's. It, just like consoles are now, that it took forever for them to get up to meet the demand. Honestly, it almost seemed like it was about the same as right now. Like, I I remember it being pretty scarce back then, too. Well, everybody's just home, and that's what they're doing, right? You're, you're home. You want, to, you want to pick up a hobby. You're like, oh, hey, I owned a PlayStation 1 back in the day. I'm going to pick up one of these PlayStation 5s to see what's going on. Yeah. Time colors. But the second option for why they would not add these virtual consoles is they plan on doing more of these 35th anniversary type deals where they're bundling multiple of them and reselling them at 60 bucks. I mean, like the Mario Party games are now getting, you know, pick and chose through and released again which is going to be full price i'm sure yeah and you know if they release it as a virtual console they're not going to get the same amount of sales they would if they don't and then the third option is they legitimately are either incapable of or are so against emulation that they don't even want to put it onto their own systems or they just physically aren't aware of how to do it in an optimized fashion and don't want to maintain the servers to do it. I I could be pulling this out of thin air, but I I'm pretty sure when they initially announced that the online feature was going to have like the NES games on there, they they pulled the the ROMs off and they were the ROMs from like these websites that they were like shutting down essentially. Yeah, they I remember that. And it's literally just seems like Nintendo might just not have access to some of these games. Like 
in so, a ROM file. So go like right before you're about to shut them down. Go hit download all. Wait for like you know the <laughs> hour and a half to let the that little zip file finish up and uh, put that thing in your archive and be like, hey, don't touch this, and then release it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Like there's they're the only three reasons I could possibly could think of, and two of them just revolve around like you know making it rare and then making a big blowout and selling it for full price again i don't know seems like a a tough little thing to crack for them i've just come to the conclusion nintendo does not like making money it's the only logical explanation they're just happy with what they got well uh i would like to know what the audience thinks if anybody out there has an opinion on why nintendo hates its audience or uh, doesn't like money you can hit us up at envision gaming podcast at gmail.com uh add us on twitter envision underscore org or you can just leave a comment uh, under the youtube we reply to all the comments thanks for listening and have a good day